she hasn't forgotten what Fergus said about all the horrible things that he had to say about Horatio. And while she's friendly with Horatio, she doesn't super care for him and doesn't trust him at all because of his attitude. She doesn't like, she doesn't like guys like that. And because she's known guys like that. And so I think her, I would think that during the past, however long she's been in Future's Realm, she's been feeling super alone and super um, trapped. And so seeing Fergus, despite however odd and off-putting he may be, he was a bit of a lifeline to her. And she knows that Horatio is problematic, despite him never having been negative to her. And so I think she would feel a level of nostalgia because even though the puppeteer and her weren't ever super close, it was back when things were less uh, uh, complicated. There's not as much time travel. There's a lot more heroics. There's a little bit more like good guy, bad guy, fist fight beat him up like league of dubious heroism let's figure this out right there Um, was a bond there there was a bond there and so she know she would know that that um fergus's time in stringersburg would be i mean I, i seem i seem to recall that that's what he correct me if i'm wrong but that's i seem to recall that when they met that was something he talked about was being from there and wanting to go back. And Claire's plan was, well, I'll figure out how to make that happen. Right? That's that's where we yeah. left it with Fergus, right? Because Horatio wouldn't wouldn't trust Fergus because Horatio knows Fergus hates him. Right. Well, the feeling's mutual in that sense, but no. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fergus, for some reason, had some... some driven desire to go back to Stringersburg that he never really shared why but that that's where he wants to head back to well so so her anchoring is certainly going to be centered toward that but she knows that it seems like it's going to be a difficult target to hit in terms of when because she she doesn't I mean she wouldn't know a lot about time travel. She wouldn't know a lot about temporal dangers because the only experiences she's had are when future has forced her into something. Mm-hmm. And so she knows that it's an inherently unstable proposition to just go in. I'm going to go dive backwards in time. Like that seems scary to her. So uh if she she knows if she dives too early then she's going to risk a, a, a potentially a paradox, which she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen because future always took care of that. And so that's something that she has tried to understand, but probably not wrapped her head around fully, mm-hmm. which is that sure. She could go back and make changes that she needs, but because of her conversation with Fergus, where 
Horatio had cemented himself in the past, she doesn't think she'll be able to go and undo him in the past if she goes back earlier. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think what she would try to angle for is as close to her departure as possible and whether or not she succeeds. I mean, I, I, I think she, I, I think she would be, I think she wouldn't see any benefit to going later. And I don't think she would see, I don't think she'd see it's at all possible to come to go back to Stringersburg sooner than when she left. So I think she'd do, um, you know, I think she'd go back to 1985, as it were, to make it back mm. to the future reference. I don't think she'd try 1984 or 1986. I think she'd try to go back where she came from, um, primarily, because that's where she can do the most good, because that gives her the most time to prepare for Horatio, because he's already solidified himself in the timeline. Okay. Does that make sense, or did I just ramble incoherently? No, no, no. You, gotta, you got the win, but... Uh, I would like to know the how of of your attempting to enter, like attempting to find a, for lack of a better term, like portal or keyhole into accessing this material and then finding well, that halfway point before you can find Stringersburg. Well, I think the... I think the the key way, if 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 someone were to find in the real world, in our world, if someone were to find something that didn't conform to what we would consider traditional um, atomic structure, I think one of the things that would be possible, it doesn't mean it's likely, but I'm saying one of the things that would be possible is that while you measure, are able to measure like the subatomic molecule's mass and its charge, I think you'd also be able to measure its um, uh, uh, its uh, when, its fourth dimension, what its chronological structure is. So if so, we aren't able to easily measure that in our current things. Like, sure, we have carbon dating, but that's that's different. Mm-hmm. That just means that's that's observing a change in carbon's mass over time. So if we're talking about say what radioactivity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's radioactive half-life. decay, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It just sort of means like it, it's kind of like erosion, right? Like this, this, uh, this rock eroded one inch in the past thousand years. Therefore, a thousand years have passed. Yeah, yeah. Which is different than knowing how old the rock is. So it's entirely possible that something that didn't conform to what we would consider traditional atomic structure would have some indicator. So I would say that would be. I mean, that, that would kind of be the holy grail for someone who's studying subatomic structure and finds a completely different thing. You'd be like, okay, well, sure, I'm curious how this is put together, but does it measure, is there some way for us to measure where it's at in time? Mm-hmm. Because if we can measure where something's at in time, then that means we can use it as a measurement of time. Right. Because time isn't something that we can particularly measure beyond conversational norms right so if we had something objective like mass or velocity if we had a concrete level of time Mm -hmm. that was demonstrable in an element that'd be pretty cool that would be cool that'd be really cool so that's i think that's going to be the angle that she's taking in terms of like all right well 
if this is something that goes that direction, then maybe we can use it to like set it as a clock. Okay. Like, oh, it's four o'clock now. Okay. And as I watch it, I watch it go to four minutes, uh, four hours, zero minutes, and two seconds. And I go, oh, okay. Well, what about if we rewound this and that's what we were angling for? Okay. Give me a. Is that, is that what you're, is that the kind of thing you're looking for, Drew? Yes. This is the type of. Okay. We're in the ballpark. We're in the parking okay, lot of the yeah, ballpark. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a weird subject we're talking about. Yes, so absolutely. I'm, I'm improvising a lot. So no, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate oh, you. Yes, anding. Um, oh, good. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Yes, and give me a intelligence roll. Intelligence roll. Um, and what's the auto? What was the the threshold for an auto success? Uh, it's half of your dice pool. I don't know if a four might be pretty good for this, but I wonder if I want to try to go higher. Because her intellect's eight. I don't know. This is, I mean, this is, this is time travel. So, I mean, if, if she's wrong, she's wrong. And we can roll with that in terms of the story, but I am going to roll it. And okay. she has four successes. Hey, okay. it worked out. All it right. worked out the same as an audit success. So you roll me. Horatio is helping you roll me two more dice. Two more. And we'll add those successes. Let's uh, 2D. Love this dice roller. Oh, Horatio is useless. All right. So you guys kind of postulate and uh, and theorize and, and kind of start to... You get to a point where you're like, okay, well, this... If this is moving through time and we can measure it through this and we're using this as an access for time, Horatio starts being like, I have this power, this power, this power, this power that are all time-based of a certain sense that we can use to access this. And, you know, some of them are like, you can just blink, you know, through, you know, momentarily to outright uh time travel to a certain extent although it's very it's very imprecise so he doesn't use it because imprecise time travel is very dangerous yeah so you guys start to theorize about this and and start to and again this is future's realm like you kind of lose track of time you don't know how long it's right what's going on how how could we how could we keep track of it but you you pour all of this time and you know it's a it's a good chunk like this isn't like oh we're gonna spend a couple of days on this and blah 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 Mm -hmm. you're not exactly sure how long but it ends up ending in failure like you feel you feel like you're you're almost on to something but this is not this this material doesn't have to do with time. It has, oh. it has to do with space. Huh. So it's the it's the flip side of what you thought it was almost. Yeah. Well, I guess back to the drawing board with that then. Okay. Right. I mean. Y- yeah. I mean. 
it wasn't that you were completely off the mark in the sense because you know time and space are all are quintessentially locked in together to a certain extent you know yeah um so like i said you weren't completely off track but it was it was the parallel of what you've been doing cool so the basis of your hypothesis it was it was what was off but not by much so give me uh, how knowing this how would you now tackle said obstacle so if it's an issue of space uh, let's see if this helps at all the the way horatio kind of describes this the way he gets it is that this is almost like a he got this material to behave the way he wanted it to, which was interfacing with biosignatures around him and holding the information of those biosignatures in a near infinite space. But he believes that this material can like do damn near anything if it's able to do this one thing. So this, he theorizes that this is like a, this material is almost um, infinitely, you could program it to do near infinite things and has near infinite storage capacity. That's his, oh. that's his theory. So it's almost, it's, it's, uh, huh. So infinite space, infinite storage capacity to calculate space of the distance to return to Stringersburg. I think I think the only way that's possible is to study the is to study the relationship between the object that we found and the object that Horatio found back when he found the original artifact. Because if those are the same piece, then the rest of it will be where he was. Like, so if it's one piece that exists in this different places in time, it's still one piece. It's just in different places in time. Mm, I see what you're saying. Right. That's so, an interesting theory. Yeah, I like that. All yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, roll me... Yeah, roll me... Um, I like that theory. Horatio's help, blah, blah, blah. Roll me 11 dice. 11 dice. Can 11 do. Dice. 11D. Eight successes. Okay. Yeah, this this is what you were now you've got cool. it rolling like you had the the time theory actually helps um because you can if you start to get off track you can kind of reference back to it and you uh can kind of see 
variances of where you might go wrong or um you know like i said where time and space are, are are closely tied together you can actually use some of the formulas and theories and everything that you got from that and kind of help to incorporate uh into this and it's it's quite possible you don't you don't think that you can use the device to transport back to Horatio's original finding of the material. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a possibility that you could do that. Um, but tracing back to the... This material is in its of itself, itself, but every other material. I don't follow. Uh like I was talking about the molecules where the, where they approach absolute zero they're they become waves and they're then they're their own molecule but they're also every other molecule that they're touching this material follows that same principle it seems like um huh. like Horatio has that suit with him so you don't think you could use that to go back to that suit because he has that oh. suit. Uh, huh. But you okay. could possibly use it to access where this material is somewhere else. Like some other piece. Like how where would that be? How you found this piece in Future's Realm. Maybe there's, yeah. a, maybe there's another chunk of it somewhere. Uh, and you don't know if you'd be led directly to it but you could use it as an anchor point. That's cool. That's helpful. So. Oh, man. Okay. I like where this is going. Yeah, this is you're getting you're getting pretty far out with this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that we share a very similar headspace in this thing. And oh, people dude, time travel, man, you know me and people that are listening. I hope we haven't gone too far off the rails. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, he's, wait, what? When? What? <laughs> so. I'm sure they're all very capable and very attractive people, so. I, I am sure of that, but <laughs> this is this is out there even for us, but I'm totally digging this. Still a lot to ask, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you... You think that you can find... By, by using this piece of material and Horatio talks about he's got like tracking abilities from different metas and like metaphysical uh, radar to a certain extent Okay, that if you can find the exact frequency that this runs on that he should be able to track it to that halfway point that Fergus was talking about. And then from there, okay. you guys could probably find, like, let's just for simplicity's sake call it, like, the harmonic frequency of Stringersburg by, by, track cool. by tracking this other material to Stringersburg. So it'd be like, you have to find the halfway point, and then you have to find Stringersburg. And with eight successes, you 
are able to find this frequency together. You're able to hone in on it. Cool. Um, and you're able to uh, kind of gather the the precise location that it's going to be. And this is all like... I hate using this term because it's so overused in comic book stuff, but this is like quantum realm, you know, microverse type stuff that you guys are looking for. You're trying to find the specific, as it were, planet in a microverse that you are okay. tr were trying to find to begin with. Like, that's the scale of the target that you're trying to find. Okay, okay. So... You guys get ready for your departure. And you... Again, this was however long. You don't know. Weeks, months, years, decades, possibly, of putting formulas together and postulating and you know testing to a certain extent that you can... Uh, and all this other stuff, but you've you've gotten it as best as you can when you guys start to feel this rumble and you start to feel your clothes being like pulled in this direction and everything, and you start to see pins and paper and, and beakers and all kinds of different things start getting pulled off the table all in this one direction. Uh and then the bricks and everything that your building is made out of, your sandwiches and all that stuff, start floating towards this, and everything just starts sandwiches getting pulled apart. <laughs> and <laughs> my sandwiches, no. <laughs> uh, and and you know, you guys kind of anchor yourselves in place and are holding on the this material, and as this wall starts to open up as these as this material is being pulled in this direction you can see this this little black pinprick of light start to materialize in the sky and you you slowly start to see two figures uh one this like burnished uh copper and bronze type figure slightly masculine and this other one this robed uh you know, long, stringy hair, slightly obscured features start pulling themselves out of this again. You know, it's you can feel what's it going familiar? on. It's it's future and past. Oh, OK. OK, OK. You saw past like just for a moment uh, before her and future just kind of disappeared. You You still feel this titanic struggle of just this energy that they're putting out. But it feels lessened like it's still way beyond anything that you can conjure uh but it doesn't okay. feel it doesn't have the they feel tired uh but you interesting you know you've tried to anchor yourself in place but still you're being pulled towards this point and you see other people start flying towards the sky and you see one uh like it looks like a a, a cow almost but it's got two heads gets and goes speeding past them to this pinprick, and you just see it get turned inside out and get pulled into this spot. Oh. Yeah. And 
Horatio just looks at you and goes, it's time to go, mommy. And he reaches out for you, and as he reaches out, you see his form start to shift into this blue and purple coruscating energy. And he looks oh. like what Fergus looked like. When? When Fergus was energy Fergus, when he was in Future's Realm. Oh, oh, that's bad. And he, that's, I don't, I don't like that. And he reaches out and, and grabs you. And when he does oh, that, you, you see Future turn. And while still battling past, it's just like, no. And you guys are just, you feel just this oh, rush. Bro, and you feel yourself bro. like getting smaller and smaller and shrinking and, you know, just beyond what your mind can ravel, you know, or what your mind can handle. And, you know, you. Oh, man. You pass. It's very Ant Man when he's going into the quantum realm. Like, you see yeah. this all kinds of crazy shit that you're. You just can't process like what this is like. Maybe this is light reflect refracting off of particles. Like this is what it actually looks like if you can see it with a, a visible eye. Like shit like that, and you know, yeah. you, you go past quarks and all kinds of of materials down past things that you didn't even know existed, uh, and it it tempts your sanity. Yeah. Uh yeah, that makes sense. Like that yeah, yes. Yes. But eventually things start to solidify. You look what sees to be a field of of stars. You see spinning nebulas, but instead of uh like I are organic, you know, where you see um clouds of 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 you know cosmic star stuff and everything this is much more geometric and it's not it's not flat it's three-dimensional galaxies like and uh, you know universes laid on top of each other in this perfect order um pleasing it sounds pleasing it is it's uh sacred geometry is what comes oh, to your okay. mind okay. It's, it's very sacred geometry like everything is very precise very beautiful i'm sure claire's listened to tool she's she gets it <laughs> yeah uh and you're you're drawn in you know to this specific point and and eventually uh planets start to coalesce and stars and and you know you zoom past all of this stuff just it's just enough for you to to process and then it's gone and then it's something new and then that's gone like even with your brain as quick probably yeah. because of your brain is the only reason why you can even process this in the first place uh, wow but before you know it you're standing on a surface and Horatio's form begins to solidify and you notice he's got some sweat on his brow and both of you guys are breathing pretty heavy and you see these organisms walking around and they've got these kind of elongated features not not real far past human um they're the sides of their face their heads are kind of triangular uh, coming to mm. a point in the front 
um and they've got kind of these gridded mouths and you know their features are kind of overly long especially their fingers and everything and every single one of them looks exactly the same it's that, huh. it's eerie yeah and Horatio's just like oh, well that was uh and all well, that was altogether a unique experience. What the hell just happened, Horatio? I think we found that uh, that halfway point that Daddy was talking about. And that's what this is. We're at the halfway point. That's my guess. Okay. This well, is, how do we get the rest of the this way? This is your math. Now we've got to find... My math. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is your math. This is, this is new for me. It's like, now we've got to find... Now we've got to find uh, the old Berg. Yeah. Uh, and you don't know... She gestures around to everyone. Oh, yeah. This Anyone? Is, it. it you notice these all these individuals are starting to stop and look at you and he's like oh f yeah sure fine that's jerry that's bob that's chris that's bartholomew okay okay and you With hear all your talk of time travel you hear this and your general hubris about this sort of thing it's not entirely unreasonable that i would think you had some familiarity with this you start to hear these individuals talk and it's this clipped precise uh verbiage not verbiage but um glossolalia almost that mr busted out glossolalia hey i got i picked that one up from flocky yeah uh, that sounds like that's a flocky word right there <laughs> complete gibberish to you ah uh. And they start addressing you guys, and then they start coming in closer, almost in lockstep. Claire, Claire holds up a hand and sort of waves it and looks at them, and they have hands, right? They're humanoid, right? Yes, they are ro and, and they robotic, technology, right? Robotic, <laughs> vaguely humanoid. You don't see any like computer screens. You don't see any billboards or televisions. You are sorry, I didn't set this scene very well. You are inside of a city, city esque kind of Tron. Imagine, you know, architectural wise. Okay. Yeah, uh, I love Tron. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so it's not boulevards and broadways, uh, you know, streets in that sense. But you notice there there aren't any vehicles, there aren't any airplanes. Uh, you don't know how you're breathing. Uh, it, it, the the sky looks completely open. Uh, but. Yeah, this this odd architecture but, of but they're technological. 
Yes, I, Eric... I would describe them as they're they're a technologically inclined group, right? You are looking at all this stuff, and you're like, if a computer was alive, this is what this would look like. Good. Okay. Good. So she holds up a hand as they lock step towards her, and she points between the two of them, and pantomimes typing like, "Let me type to you." Let me type. I can th this. I can do. They they get real close. They don't. You don't see anybody like raise a fist or anything like that. But they start in their their odd language that I'm not even going to try to to reproduce. Uh, uh huh. They pretty much start ushering you a, a, a particular direction just through like body pressure like they almost they form like a square around you and then some of the others like climb up on their shoulders and then kind of like tp over you huh so you're TP? in like teleport no, no no like 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 a tp shape like they're like they form yeah staggered like, Yes, huh. they, like their hands clasped and they like interlock their hands together. So this sounds just, this sounds hella creepy. It it is because they're except for a few of them that are talking to you, they're quiet. There's no throat clearing. There's no Oh so it's ter it's terrifying. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I was like, it, this sounds absolutely terrifying that a bunch of people who have uh, exaggerated features silently begin to form a human pyramid above you i can't imagine it, it's terrifying in that sterile clinical sense yeah so yeah horatio just kind of seems to be going with the flow of it what about claire um i think claire would still be trying to communicate with him Okay. I think she would still be trying to figure out some way to like whether she's talking or whether she's pantomiming about uh like I was saying earlier about uh some form of um uh, uh te technological interaction. She'd be looking around for some sort of data source, something cuz her primary MO is a hacker, but she does have a um a, a strong background in technology and would right. be using that to try to resolve the situation because they don't seem violent. So she doesn't seem to need to go to that part of her resources and instead is focusing more on the intellectual technological uh, path. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are, are led for a while. It seems like one of them is trying to communicate with you in some sense, but there's there's too much of a barrier. Like you guys aren't you, too you're, foreign. You're right? making you're making this like typing motion, and uh -oh. they don't seem to. They're not playing charades back. They're just trying to oh, okay. verbally communicate with you. Oh, okay. They're not okay. And, well, you know, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. So, but eventually, after about a. 10 minute walk at a brisk pace uh there's no grumbling the ones like on the bottom of the pier the human pyramid don't seem to sweat nothing like that uh no heavy breathing so weird you notice that they are breathing but there's no heavy breathing or anything huh uh 
and eventually the the wall of bodies in front of you separates and you guys are kind of pushed into a space with no it's like diamond shaped but it's a cylinder like it's 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 a diamond shape that goes back about 12 feet okay uh, okay completely smooth it's this kind of uh reddish gold material and as soon as you guys are in you feel more than see that some type of wall has been put up but it's completely transparent huh this is very complicated Claire's a little overwhelmed and then all these individuals this is, this is a lot this just would kind be a lot this would be like just beyond i mean even for like a superhero this is a little like what the fuck is going on yeah yeah uh and then all of these individuals turn and then start walking out and you notice that they obscured your your, the, your perspective and you seem to be in some type of holding facility of some sort you see a few uh, other of these like you get close and you notice you feel this like thrum of energy uh that that's at the threshold of this cell we'll just call it and um you see a, a handful more of these not not a ton uh you probably see about five or six more Okay. And only one other is is occupied, and you see an individual that first looks exactly like everybody else, but the more you kind okay. of look at them, these other individuals are perfect. They're perfectly symmetrical in all of their features and everything, and this individual's just ever so slightly not perfect like in no way that you can really pinpoint like oh this and this and this are not exact but there's something about after seeing all of these perfect individuals like physically perfect individuals something about this like it's that intangibility kind of deal about this individual is just slightly off all right weird i like it weird so i'm just i mean i'm i mean just not a lot to latch on to here so i'm so claire's just watching okay you guys are left there for long enough where you need to pee and you're hungry okay does horatio need to go to the bathroom and eat uh you've seen him eat but you've never seen him take the suit off okay so, make your own conclusions about that. Okay. But eventually you see the a, a group of these other individuals come back. And they, they're, they're bringing uh, equipment with them. It's not being wheeled on anything. It's just kind of off the ground like you don't see it like undulating like it's hovering or anything like that it's just moving at a very precise distance off the ground and they drop the shield in this other cell across from you bring in some equipment 
you hear zaps. You hear like crackling of energy. Uh, you get bits and pieces of like these green lights, and then sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red, and occasionally, at first, it starts as grunts, like, and then it turns into these weird, uh, disharmonic, you know, organic versus metal versus like digitized screams. Oh, and then eventually, this cadre of of individuals comes back out with the equipment and then goes off and you just kind of see that individual laying in their cell and after a while they stand back up and you see like some weird kind of greenish material trickling out of them you know you see a finger that looks like it's bent in the wrong direction and everything, and then they just kind of stand there. So, like, for they a got bit. tortured. Yeah. Woof. And Harley. Yeah. And Horatio is just like, well, that was enlightening. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Any ideas? I thought the idea was you were going to, once we got here, you were going to start coming up with calculations on the rest of the trip using with what we got. Well, what exactly do we have, Horatio? Uh, pretty much what what your guys deal was you was you were supposed to you were using this as an anchor point to get yeah get there and then you were supposed to find the you know harmonic resonance of stringersburg once you had access like this kind of gateway realm from future's realm like you had to go from future to the nexus point you know i'm, I'm generalizing to the nexus yeah, yeah, yeah. point, and then the nexus point is going to allow you to travel to Stringersburg. So pretty much using the all the formulas and stuff you'd use before, you just have to find like the harmonic resonance of Stringersburg to be able to access it vis-a-vis -vis the way you already had. I don't see anything here that relates to Stringersburg, though. I mean, is there any of the material here? Is there anything besides this horrific well uh, i think Jules this burn time machine nightmare i think this is the material i think that's the thing what's the material them this, everything i think we are inside the material well that's frustrating that, that that didn't occur to me well i think if we uh I'm not sure how she'd take measurements of an area that she's in, but I'm not sure, Drew. I feel a little stuck. And I find that interesting because I think, you know, you are stuck, so I think Claire is stuck as well. Like, because she, you know, I don't imagine that while she's not a cold calculating machine, Claire is also not the sentimental type. What would she have to attach herself that she could find to Stringersburg? I mean, besides Fergus, you know, you know, you know, it's funny is, um, probably someone she hasn't thought about in a long time. It's her old nemesis. 
who she saw inside and outside of jail mm-hmm. is Slither. Slither. Yeah. So if there's anyone whose insufferable face she'd like to punch, I bet it's old Slither. And I bet old Slither is skulking around somewhere in Stringersburg. Okay. So you want to you wanna try to find... So you want to try to find Slither, or you want to try to attach to Fergus? Well, if I can get a hold of Fergus, that's great, but... Okay. The frustration and annoyance she's feeling now might lend herself more, frankly, to someone who she associates much more negative qualities with, like Slither. Okay. Negative situation. Like, I mean, okay. she likes Fergus as in as much as anyone can like Fergus, right. but... Okay. Um... Sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he completely understands. We've, we've had like, that conversation like, multiple times. He's like, uh, I know. Okay, so let me look up one power that's actually very specific to all of this real quick. All right, there we go. All right, so are you going after Slither or Fergus? That's because that's going to dictate the the role. Yeah, I think I think she's just I think she's pissed enough and confused enough right now that it'd be kind of hard not to think about her old arch nemesis who she hasn't seen or probably thought of in a very long time okay would you like to use resolve which is kind of like hero points from mutants and masterminds to do what uh let me give you specifics as to what resolve can do here we go resolve spending resolve assisting allies which you could assist horatio uh, you can share resolve with your allies, giving them as many points as you wish. You have to describe how you assist them. Challenge rolls. You can spend resolve to add extra dice to your challenge roll for a one-for-one -one basis. You can spend as much resolve as you wish, um, and you can decide whether or not to do so after the roll. You can also spend one resolve to re-roll a challenge roll completely, and if you've already spent resolve to add extra dice, you can re-roll those extra dice as well. Uh, combat, uh, Lucky Breaks, you can spend one resolve to make some minor details about the game world, including Lucky Breaks include coincidence that work in your favor, uh, Power Stunts, you can add reasonable powers to your power set for a turn. So you could add dice or you could re-roll, would be the most ap applicable. What am I rolling? Uh... I have a power that Horatio is going to use, and then depending on who you want to do it and how much you want to do, I'll I'll tell you how many dice, and then I'm going to let you roll it. Where he said he kind of had that like uh, metaphysical uh, tracing mm -hmm. power, like it's it's difficult to use to this extent. Uh, but he's going to use, excuse me, he's going to use you as a, as like a homing beacon almost, and then track as to who you're latching on to. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be Slither. And I definitely, uh, um, she, how do I regain resolve? 
Did you say that and I just missed it? You regain resolve by uh, playing up flaws in okay. gameplay, and then every time you start a session, like there's there's a number that you always start with. Oh, okay. Depending on like what your power cap is and what your power level is and everything. So uh, I think Powder Girl always starts with two resolve. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she has two resolve. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll spend a point of resolve, and I think it's got to be Slither. Okay. I know that's complicated and going to introduce problems down the line, but what can I say? I'm playing to my flaw. I'm playing to... I'm playing to... She's pissed. She hasn't thought about him a long time for some reason, thinking about that, bringing back old memories. Just super pissed her off and was like, you know who sucks? That motherfucker. And suddenly he comes to mind and... All right. Roll me uh, six dice plus however much resolve you want to roll. Okay, so it would be six. If I spend one resolve, it'd be seven. Yep. Okay. But you can also choose to spend it after, but four successes. Four successes. Yeah, that was... Mm. Yeah, okay. That was just enough. Just enough. So like getting in out of the wire. Yeah. So it takes a while. Like you guys kind of have to sit there and Horatio's like, you know, he's got his hands on your head and he's like, focus on that motherfucker. And every time your brain starts to wander on like some type of calculation or something, he's like, fucking focus. Gotta get out of this shit. But you're there long enough that you're slightly distracted again because more equipment is rolled in. And again, what starts as grunts become this this glitchy scream. And you start to see this, you know, the next time you see this individual, they've got like cuts coming down their face and chin in this very symmetrical kind of way and you know almost like circuitry to a certain extent and yeah as they're walking by this time you see them all stop and look in your all's direction and say something to each other and then they all nod in unison and walk off and you get the distinct feeling that you all are next and that's bad again Horatio's just like, come on, come on, fucker, come on. Where are you? Where are you? And this time it takes longer for this individual across from you to to pick themselves up off the floor. The the green kind of ichor that's been oozing out of them is starting to turn black. And their skin color what what you didn't realize was kind of skin before which was kind of this uh like greenish type look it kind of looked almost like armor or metal plating uh uh-huh. is starting to turn purple oh finally like you start hearing footsteps coming your direction 
your your you know out of instinct your brain starts to kick into what do I have on me what can I do kind of deal and Horatio's like focus we're we're almost there oh there you are you son of a bitch you it starts from your feet up but you know when you have a sunburn and you get in a shower that's kind of what this feels like it starts at your feet and kind of builds up quickly oh it's pretty unpleasant that sounds very unpleasant but yeah the last thing you see is is these individuals walking in with this violent looking machine uh and you guys are gone and you don't see anything it's all sensation and it feels almost like a spiral not in any particular direction but you just kind of feel like you're being uh toss turned around you hear horatio grunt but then you're kind of you feel this almost like portal open up and you start to knit yourself you know you feel yourself being kind of knitted back together and yeah you are in the middle of a an alley and Horatio just kind of looks at you he says well mommy that was lots of fun but it's time for me to go and that's when he disappears through that portal. Wait, but... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where we left Claire off last time. So we yep. went... Or next time. Yeah, or next depending time. On, and depending on what order you air these in. Or this time. Or this time. I like this time. Yeah. That's where we left Claire off this time. So, yeah, that's... Uh, awesome. That was a awesome, weird, awesome, crazy awesome. kind of ride. I improvised like i knew where i wanted to go and where the midpoint was and yep 90 percent of that was improvisation <laughs> <laughs> well 100 percent of it was improvisation on my part yeah. so i'm glad uh, i'm glad it worked together our uh our years of of uh, teamwork i think played well into that so absolutely some things you don't forget right right absolutely so everyone thanks for those of you that sat with us through this entire wild ride we super appreciate it you know as per usual we're on the facebook and the twitter at the birdcast one you can find us at the birdcast we've got our patreon up you know hit up evil beagle you know prowlers and paragons awesome system super fast everything was awesome using this system you know it's still new to us and we're super it's, enjoying it's it very impressive Yes, it really does. It really like keeps the story moving forward. Yeah, which for games like this is really key because some games are super like all about the crunch and what the min max is, and that's okay. But that's not what we're after. We're after something that gives us a good sense of excitement and a good sense of narrative flow, and this really plays well with that. Yeah, and and don't get us wrong, you can totally crunch and meta this game to hell and back if if that is what you're looking for. But yeah, for if you want something narrative focused, like this is solid. So everyone, for me and Jubal, thank you so much and listen to us next time. <laughs>